I actually had an investor, you know, over the summer who was going to put in a decent amount. And he asked that question and he's like, oh, he said, so remind me again where you guys are based. And I gave him the answer over worldwide and distributed. And he was like, whoa, put the brakes on. He's like, I don't think you and I are seed eye to eye leadership. I'm like, oh, tell me so. And he's like, well, leadership, you need to have foosball tables and ping pong tables and you guys need to be together and you need to have you know, happy hours at night and that's how you build relationships. I'm like, look, I thought the same way and I value those things. Welcome to the Unlearn Podcast, where host Barry O'Reilly seeks to synthesize the superpowers of extraordinary individuals to think big, start small, and learn fast. Here's your host, Barry O'Reilly. Here we are. I can't believe it. Like the hundredth show of the Unlearn Podcast. To be honest, when I started doing this, it's interesting. It's actually taken nearly four years to get to a hundred shows because I do show every every other week. So it's like 25 shows a year, essentially, to do this. So uh, I never thought it'd be like four years doing this stuff. One of the most important parts of it actually has been, I find it's actually like almost like a meditation for me or one of the best personal development things I've actually done. Because I get to speak to fantastic people who share their experiences, twists and turns in their own life. And what sort of helped them get to where they're going and also focus on where they want to be. So it's really enjoyable practice for me. I don't think it could be a better place to spend the 100 show than my current guest today, which is Mr. Mark S. McNally, who's one of the co-founders or the founder of Nobody Studios, this crazy venture studio that we all started you know, over two years ago, and Mark even before that in the guts of his garage. Mark, first of all, welcome to the show and always great to have you. But for this show, I think it'd be fun for us to sort of look back on the last two years of building the studio today and then looking forward, like what are some of the things we had to unlearn along the way and some of the things that we're thinking about in the future, because we're, I think we both keep saying we're two years into this, but we're only getting started. It's like a fraction of the journey that's ahead of us. For folks maybe who don't, maybe have not heard you or and many people are obviously familiar from the previous show that we got, but just want to share a little bit about for your own sort of journey, what's been some of the little highlights for you over the last sort of two years? What are some of the things that have really stood out to you? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on board. It's such a certain honor to be here at the 100th show. So can you do me a favor and honor me back of the 200th show? Can we just make this a thing? Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, sounds perfect. First of all, you've got a, a highlight. You're certainly building something that's crazy and gnarly and audacious. You know, startups in general, I really do believe are defined by the people who get attached to the journey along the way. Sometimes we're good and sometimes we're bad, but hopefully we're good. And I say that because I think that toxicity and getting the wrong people on a journey can is probably the number one thing I've seen take down startups. But yeah, I actually remember our very first phone call, like it was yesterday, and the conversation we had and, you know, just the resonance we had around, hey, this is stupid and gnarly and he just kept giggling and saying yes this is my kind of gig let's, let's keep talking so i think the people has been one of the most refreshing thing that this whole journey has embodied i can talk forever about you and some of the other founders but even as we've moved into the crowdfunding you know i've had the privilege of starting to have dialogues with folks that maybe put in a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars you know but i see the messages they send me and it's so different really than an investor to put in a hundred thousand dollars like they believe in what we're doing they're passionate they want to see how they can help they have ideas. It's just, uh, I think relatively the investment level is the same for someone putting in $100 from Costa Rica and the dreams that they're attaching to what we're doing. And at least for me, 
they give me a reason to wake up every day. Yeah, I love you sharing that too as well, because personally, that's been one of the real highlights for me. You sort of joke, the interesting part when we first met was, and you've said this to me before, like joining a startup is irrational. For most people, it's a total irrational thing to do. Yeah. You've got two sticks, you're rubbing them together and you're telling people that this is going to turn into a 500 story skyscraper one day. They're looking at you going like, what the hell? And yet these missions where there's like a 1% chance of survival, the plane's leaving in two minutes, grab your bag, jump on. There's a chance you might never make it back. (laughs) I've always been like fun missions, I think, for both of us and a lot of people who, as you say, who fell that calling. But also the new people that are bringing to the venture world, and I think this was a big passion point for both of us, is creating agency for people, a place to bring their ideas, a place to own a piece of an early stage business. And seeing that come to reality as you're sharing with these messages we get from folks in Costa Rica, in Istanbul, in like Manila here where I'm living now, folks who've just like thrown in what they can invest, but they're part of this, uh, they're a nobody and they're part of the system and contributing and building is really a, a special thing. You know, when you talk about trying to do good in the world and impact people and help their social mobility, that's certainly been one of the things that's really struck me that is coming to life now. That's definitely a very special feeling, I think, too, as well. It is. And, you know, you and I have been on this journey long enough together that we've talked about this for a while and, you know, you heard me say things like, Going crowdfunding is not the most efficient place to raise capital, but we're going to do it because of the network. And you've been saying it, and you've been saying it as part of the narrative, and you know the talk track, and you know why we're doing it. But it's different when it's like, in December, we had 50 investors, and these are amazing angel investors who got us to where we're at. There's 600 investors today in you know, 60 days. And these are people that bring so much. It's almost like you're creating a bigger butterfly net in terms of things that would normally pass us by as mid-50 you know, white guys or 40, 50, 50 white guys. Like... We're going to see things differently because of the studio, because of the people who are involved now. And it just makes me really, really proud. Great. Yeah. Well, and there's another thing then, another great point you just sort of subtly mentioned there is just the diversity of the businesses. This was another real point of interest for me about getting involved in the studio in the beginning was this idea of an equal opportunity innovator, that there are spaces that we naturally have interest around health and wellness, hospitality, so forth, where we've got concentrations of great investors, great network, great people in those areas, but also just a diversity of all the different areas and domains that we're diving into. For me, just listening into Dr. Gina Poe talk about sleep research has literally changed the way I live my life, you know, from like, I used to say, oh yeah, I should be getting six or seven hours sleep. Now, if I'm not getting seven hours of sleep, I'm almost in panic mode because of uh, the effect it actually has on the body. And it's just, these sort of fun things, like interestingly, we have a lot of people that really care about health and wellness, not people who've been everything from USC fighters, they're doctors, they're biohackers, they're people that really care literally about these sorts of things and tinker almost with themselves as much as they tinker in the product industry. And that's been another thing that's actually really come to the fore for me is like really thinking about how to optimize how I work, when I work what are good routines for me from just learning all these different domains, whether it's health and wellness, whether it's the collectibles businesses, whether it's e-commerce and creator communities. It's been super fun to like see and learn from all these very different entrepreneurs that have sort of come to the studio and shared their stories and experience with us. Yeah. 
no doubt. I mean, I, I think I've lived a pretty interesting life and I'm super humbled and grateful for the people who've come and gone in my life and the things I've learned, but I can say without a doubt, I've learned more in the last three years than I have in my entire career and my entire life. And it's just the, the diversity and the creativity and people who, you know, join a call and they're like, they've been thinking about one thing for 25 years. And it's like, I come out of that one hour call and it's like, I got a piece of their brilliance, a piece of their perspective, and it's stretching me. You know, certainly one thing that we talk about a lot at the studio is while you have a strategy and you have plans, at the same time we're learning breathing thing, you just want to be a sponge and you want to just inherit and absorb the things that are exposed to. And so I can think of no better environment. I think I created an organization to justify my ADHD. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So for you as well, right? You've done 14 startups in your career. What's been something that's maybe stood out to you that's been a little bit different about the nobody experience that's surprised you along the way that maybe maybe you had an inkling for, maybe you didn't, but something that sort of made you go, oh, right, this is a very unique thing that I've experienced from this startup. Oh, that's a great question. You all read and watched videos and stuff about people talking about your why. And I'm not sure the why was ever a part of any of my startups before. That's maybe the best answer I can give you. Literally my personal journey and who I'm trying to become, righting wrongs and achieving my potential. Like there's so many things that are 100% stitched into this journey. Like you couldn't separate them if you wanted to. And I think in the past there were jobs or there, you know, in earlier years, I was more focused on the money or achieving a certain kind of goal. And like, now it's just like, who do I want to be as a person and how do I want to affect people and how do I want to be judged and in my own personal learnings and growth? It's like, I think the why has been completely interstitched into this journey. That's the biggest difference I could point out. Yeah. It's actually really interesting you share that as well, because it is. I observe that in you all the time, how much this means. It's like a higher calling. I think actually for a lot of people, nature of the people we've actually attracted to this is it is such a huge why. We've all been there earlier in our careers where it was like, the ego was firing. It's like, I want to be yeah. number one or build my company to yeah. be the best. Or, you know, like I, I want to yeah. get lots of money so I can get myself some toys and feel great about myself. Yeah, but right. It's so funny. We go through these cycles in our life and I've definitely been guilty of that myself. But this feels like something that's so much more meaningful that our beings are sort of stitched into it. It's such a, a great yeah. call out. Even just sharing those stories where I keep thinking of like Silicon Valley, the TV show where they're like, we got to come up with our why, 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 make the world a better place, make the world a better place. But actually for us, it's so authentic to what we're doing. Because you said these text messages we get from people who are like, I've got a great idea. They've never been heard before. They've never had agency before. They've never felt like they could be part of a venture, whatever that is, yeah. or early stage company creation. And there's no better feeling that I've personally had in my entire career than those types of messages that we're getting from people or comments on social media yeah. or this is transformational. I've, I've never had these opportunities before. Yeah. And I think that is something special because that lasts. Doing something unique that's never been done before is always an attraction for me personally too as well. Like part of what we were doing whether this is equity crowdfunding, building companies at this velocity, bringing more people into the system, those were the attractions of they'd never been done before. Yeah. But the intent behind them is more than that, is to give people agency to bring our best. 
and put our experience into creating something bigger than ourselves that will outlast ourselves. And yeah, I think that's really special for me personally has been a huge highlight and it's lovely to hear you sort of frame it in that way too as well. Yeah. It's just, as you said, I mean, it's the feeling of like, it's bigger than us. That's a big statement. You know, like it's, it's almost like you feel you're in service to the folks that need to benefit from this. If you get it right, if we get this right, you know, our families are fine. We're not going to be worried about toys and things like that. And so I just really think of it as like, we're building a vehicle that is going to bring together and ideas and resources and dreams and companies that are going to impact the world way beyond what's between our two ears. Our ability to conceive of something or even appreciate that it's valuable or should come to life, the vehicle that we studios will bring that to life and have impact beyond us. And I guess I just felt that it was worthy of my own delusions of grandeur of what I thought, you know, we should be creating. This is worth getting up for every day and trying to fight for because it's definitely bigger than us. So this is another sort of great example, right, of just other thoughts that have twisted and turned along the way. So for you, for somebody if you can even think back to whatever, almost two and a half years ago, when you were like deep in the garage, what's been something for yourself that you're like going, okay, this is a great lesson now that I've taken away from how to build startups or do things differently, or how's the world changed from times past? What have been some of the things that have struck you from that perspective? Yeah, I think there's been a lot of, I mean, you know, I talk about a lot of serendipity in the whole journey, right? I think there's some serendipitous things that are just timing in the world. When I was kind of coming out of my garage and being the Pied Piper and talking about W Studios, people were in the middle of pandemic and they're looking for a reason to get out of bed and care differently because like the pandemic brought us this once a lifetime kind of moment of mortality and what am I doing and family and everything else. So I think when we're telling our story, we hit the right place, right time. People were ready to hear the story. And I think it's part of why we got the people we did part of the journey. I think that part of our thesis is about how venture was kind of overfunding companies and the whole, you know, I say it's the valuation orgy that we were going through four or five years ago. Serendipitously, the market crashed and came down last year. And people were like, oh yeah, you're right. You've been saying that for a few years. So I think some things that have worked out for us, I think as much as from the politics of the last couple of years have also become way more nationalistic and kind of inside your own borders that the real scheme of things were international or global community. So that's never been more true today than it is right now. All these things have just kind of funneled into us being right place, right time. And I'm sure there's a few more of those ahead of us because when you're doing things for the right reason and there's some informed lessons and scars along the way, things tend to kind of play out the way that your hope, your truth, you know, I think our truth is resonating. Yeah. And what you've also reminded me is one of these sort of implicit things that we, we actually probably don't talk a lot about, but because we began in the pandemic, none of us met each other. Yeah. I never met you in person for... Yeah, probably the best part of a year from when we yeah. first met. So all of our interactions, our culture, our behavior has been built through Brady Bunch windows over the course of a number of years, which again, I think is one of these things where and I've heard you've mentioned this, this too before, like two or three years ago, if we went to investors, VCs and said, we're a globally distributed venture studio with investors in 30 countries and teams in 17 countries. Yep. We're going to build this thing remotely. We would just have been laughed out the door. They would have been like, yeah, 100%. good luck with that. Thanks very much. And yes, 100%. one of the things that's kind of fascinating is our ability to onboard new people, regardless of their location. It's one of these things that I certainly feel no anxiety and stress around because we just know how to do it. It's part of the culture. 
I think it would be harder for us to onboard people in person. I think if we tried to do that, we'd be pretty awkward. How we're like, wait, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, that's totally true. It's one of the things I'm also really proud of that I'm not sure I articulate all that often, but I mean, I have a lot of friends doing startups. I'm not sure if I know too many who started exactly in the pandemic and have grown to the breadth that we have in terms of reach and have such a strong culture. So a lot of people come into our journey as an investor or whatever else, and they usually comment early on like, wow, the people you have here, the culture, the camaraderie, the friendships, like it's just palpable. You can, you can feel it just like if you walked into Google, you know, 20 years ago, it really feels that way to me. But then to actually recognize that most people have never been in person, you and I've been in person three or four times, you know, we're probably the most connected in the whole company. That is something that is brand new. No one's ever done this before. I actually had an investor, you know, over the summer who was going to put in a decent amount. And he asked that question and he's like, oh, he said, so remind me again where you guys are based. And I gave him the answer over worldwide and distributed. And he was like, whoa, put the brakes on. He's like, I don't think you and I are see eye to eye leadership. I'm like, oh, tell me so. And he's like, well, leadership, you need to have foosball tables and ping pong tables and you guys need to be together and you need to have you know, happy hours at night. And that's how you build relationships. I'm like, look, I thought the same way and I value those things. That being said, we acquired Thought Pharma, which you brought to the table. And when I met Jason and Gareth Edge for the first time, it was 14 months into our journey. And we hugged it out and cried over a pint of beer like we'd known each other for 20 years. That's culture. And that was all done through Google Meets and Zoom. It's really special. Again, it's one of these things that sometimes, like I say, we're moving so fast taking these moments to sort of take stock and reflect and just actually underline and remind ourselves as much as the listeners, what have been some of the things that have surprised us along the way. And as you say, like Thoughtform is just one of the companies, right? We now have a Jason Possible, which is a company based in Helsinki, but yet the team is sort of scattered throughout Italy, Israel, Germany. We just seem to be finding these people serendipitously. They listen to one of our podcasts and now yeah. suddenly they're like, Members of the studio, these things just continue Here's to Here's a shout out to podcasts because one of the coolest things that happened to us in the last 12 months, whether it be acquisitions, people, or investors, it all leads with, hey, I heard your podcast. All right, do more of those, Barry. Let's keep doing this. Yeah, like I say, you're coming back for the 200th show. We get to that. <laughs> Deal. You know, it's been fun to sort of reminisce a little bit about some of the things that have sort of happened along the way. But looking forward now, we often debate, sure, we're a couple of years into this, but it feels like we're literally still in the beginning of what this thing that we all believe in, what it could be. We've made great progress. We've like 12 companies now in production, hopefully have another eight done by the end of this year, just continuing to build momentum year over year and scaling over time. So for you, as you look ahead, what are some of the things that are sort of you're most excited about as you see the trajectory we're on? And some of the things you sort of are top of mind that you want to get ahead of this year. Yeah. One of the things that you and I discussed earlier too is this is a big, hairy, gnarly, audacious goal. But if we just keep at it, it's going to get a little bit easier every single year. It's hard to quantify that, but there's momentum. There's problems you solve. There's documents you create. There's people you put in place. There's systems you figure out. And you're no longer solving those things anymore. And you're on to the next problem. And you're starting to build. And it's really hard to articulate that in general. But if you're in it, you just feel the sense of momentum, like you're building the steam. That's exciting. One of the things that's true to our studio is we're very proud of being kind of constraints based in terms of capital and time. 
And that'll always be true when we hope we have unlimited resources available to us from a capital perspective. We'll always are going to make constraints. You want things that are forcing a function to get things right. We're probably shifting gears out of that this year for us in terms of constraints will be because you didn't have the capital. Constraints will be because you forced them upon a system or process. But this is the year that we are able to start growing up as terms of an organization. You and I have talked a lot about what the team's going to look like and some of the key hires we can make and some of the areas we'd like to invest in that just uh, matures this organization and ultimately kind of builds the foundation around some of the momentum we're feeling, but it becomes a rocket fuel to the future. And I'm really excited to shifting gears because you run a company different too, when you're just hand to mouth and you're in the garage and you're big borrowing and stealing, you run a corporation different than when it's somewhere in that growth phase where you have resources and you can plan, you know, more than a few weeks out or a few months out. And I'm excited for that transition. I think that's really what's going to define this year for us. It is sort of fun to like live through these different incarnations of the business. And there are those transitions that I think uh, we're all feeling from doing everything from scrubbing the windows and taking out the bins and painting the walls to literally now like starting to think about different aspects like the systems for scaling, finding the right talent, the right people. More people are aware of us. One of the big signals for me is we do these talent roundtables sort of every two weeks where people who've either heard about Nobody Studios have applied for roles. You know, I always joked, you know, the first few, we were always just happy if like anyone showed up. They were like, hey, look, we've got four people here. Great. I'd like to meet you. But now we're sitting there and I'm looking at the quality of and caliber of the people that are on these calls where it's great that you're looking around going, wow, these people are going to raise the bar of who we are and they're actually trying to knock on the door to come work with us, which is a total role reversal of us with a huge sigh going, please enter this way. We're building yeah, something. Right? These are very special little moments just to give you that sense of momentum is happening. People are hearing about us, whether they're finding us on Slack channels, whether they're finding us on podcasts, where like word is organically getting out about our studio. And that's always get another one of these special moments where we often talk about pushing the boulder up the hill, but it starts to feel like the flywheel is, is starting to pick up some of the momentum itself, which is a fascinating transition in any business. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things I've always appreciated about you, Barry, and shout out to you and your, your listeners, but there's something also about this journey that also forces you to improve and step up your game. So that's why I said earlier, it's kind of interstitched with this life journey and this company journey. But you know, as we have more resources and we're tracking different types of talent and caliber and investors and everything else, it's like, you kind of smile at it and you're like, take a deep breath, like, am I ready for this? Okay, I'm ready for this. And you're just ready to step up your game. And that's healthy, that's super healthy, you know, to be stitched into that journey together, both as companies stepping up its game, but us personally. And so I feel like that every time, you know, someone joins the journey. Yeah, no, that's right on. So for people now, like, Obviously, been listening to the show or following what we've been doing. We are at this fantastic juncture, as you will. It feels like there's one every couple of months. Our crowdfunding is running now until April 7th. That's Friday, April 7th. That's a chance where literally anybody will be able to become a shareholder in the studio. Who knows what lies ahead? Our plan is if we start building companies and exiting companies, that actual capital sort of starts to feed our machine that we can live off the successes that we have and keep building out the machines. So for folks who are listening and probably thinking about what does it mean 
to be a nobody? What are the opportunities that would would be before them for being part of that journey? And um, is there anything you'd like to sort of share with them or things that you think they should be just think about ahead of potentially making investment and becoming a nobody? Yeah, first of all, we're honored that anybody would consider being part of this journey. And so whatever fits people's own appetite is impactful. You're automatically a part of the studio and you have access to everybody in the, the organization. And I've been saying consistently since I was back in the garage that talent, influence, and capital are the three things that made our world go round. So I think that people who are able to bring skills to the table, whether it be just experience, ideas, or just roll up their sleeves, and they might be a SEO expert or a UI expert or whatever, all those things. And we've got, we've got a lot of stuff ahead of us. So we, we need all the talent we can get. And influence, you know, there's a lot of people out there that can turn up the volume of what we're doing and it has a big impact on both the journey of the studio and our companies. So there's great ways to play there. You know, in capital, you know, I'm super proud of, like we talked about, just the crowdfunding allows people to be involved at smaller levels, which means we're expanding our, our reach and our impact and folks that are writing checks and supporting this. So, you know, as part of a few downturns of the market, you know, I joke, but it, the other day I calculated it for the hell of it. I joked that when the market took a downturn and my first IPO went through .com 1.0, you know, I should have sold my bike and bought Amazon shares because Amazon at 93 cents a share. And I did the math the other day and literally I should have sold my bike. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel that way about the studio. And it's important to not overhype it, but at the same time, for people to understand what they're getting involved in. We're raising capital at a $30 million valuation right now. And we're trying to create 100 companies over the next five years. So it's a binary decision. You think we're going to succeed or not, right? So make that choice first. But if you think we're going to be somewhere along the success route, what's a firm worth that is successful at creating, you know, 100 companies in the next five years? You know, you're talking about a multi-billion dollar firm. And that's really exciting, I think, for the folks that get involved right now, because the multiples are very high. You're getting in the ground floor of something that's swinging big and trying to do something really impactful. And I don't think those things come across your desk very often. Right on. The potential of what is ahead of us is literally the sky's the limit. And here we are, we've got 12 companies moving, a couple already in market, more to come this year. You know, we're well on the way and it's been super fun building it together. So yeah, what I would say to everybody is thank you again for everyone who's listened to this show over the last four years. Doing an 100th show is kind of another great moment to sort of point, reflect on all the fun twists and turns. For me, this is, I've said many times, is the boldest bet of my life. And it's been one of the most rewarding by a long, long way. It's great to be on the journey together, Mark. All the twists and turns, the ups and downs. We're having fun, but we're still smiling and laughing and I'm excited about the road ahead. And I think that says it all. So thank you for being the 100th guest on the Unlearn podcast. And like I say, the 200th show, that's going to be pretty funny. Who knows what Let's we're going to be that. talking yeah. about then. <laughs> we'll have to splice it. Hopefully yeah, we should imagine it. And then we should actually script it now. And that'll give us a reason to, you know, what we're executing against the next thing. Sounds brilliant. All right. Well, thanks very much for being on the show and look forward to keep building. Awesome. Thanks, Barry.